baby! <laughs> yeah, right. But no, you're absolutely right. Here, this kind of feels uh, maybe lazy a little bit. Welcome to Set Jitter Park. <laughs> some movie screenings. Why not, you know? Yeah, at that point, why not? It's gotta be Saturday somewhere. It does sound familiar. It's hilarious. Say hello to my little friend! Hello! I think we did like five shows on this movie. <laughs> my name is Tom Cole. You uh, bite your tongue if this is not hold up. Cream corn tonight. Cream, cream corn, corn tonight. tonight. You are too kind. Too honest. Hail to the king, baby. It's a movie. Happy Saturday, Robert. Happy Saturday to you. How are you, sir? Doing pretty good. Just it's a balmy, I think, sixty degrees here in Omaha for today, and I think it'll be down to sixteen in a day and a half. So, what does balmy mean? Like humid? Uh, I don't know. We just say it, you know. Oh, I've never <laughs> known. I, I figured I, I don't ask know somebody once we, in my life, and they say it just seems day. like yeah. You just yeah. you feel it. You feel it. Yeah, it's <laughs> happening. The uh, question that the world has, Robert, is. Setjetter.com. It's that's more of a statement, not a question. But Correct. is it the greatest movie location site in the world? I say yes. You are kind. I, I get very kind compliments. And then I don't know. I feel like I'm behind. I haven't, I was doing pretty good with posting and then tra- traveling. And then I haven't been traveling. So, but then, you know, I'm just letting others kind of do their thing too. Well, it's a great site. And listeners, Thanks. go to setjetter.com, check it out. And I guess the bigger topic is water holes in movie theaters, bad acting, cheesy lines, and buses in the middle of abandoned towns, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. As I call it, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, M-E-H, for those trying to understand my pronunciation. I've also, actually, I just saw today, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I thought was also appropriate. But Massacre. Massacre. I, yeah. I agree with that, kind of. Uh, yeah, you know what? And I, I happened to wake up at like four in the morning on Friday morning, and I couldn't get back to sleep. And I'm like, well, I guess I might as well watch the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, and I had hot, I didn't have high expectations going, you know, but I'm like, yeah, I'll watch this. How, how bad can it be? Um, and, and here's the thing. There, there's some pros for it. You know, I like the cinematography, the music. Um, they kind of verged on some good things. Like they, they kind of uh, what, what, like burnt sunflower scene. Mm-hmm. I yeah. was like, yeah, this is, this is the way it should look. It felt like Texas, even though it wasn't. Um, but yeah, I'm like, oh, there's some good pieces in there. But it kind of reminded me, you know, they show up at the Universal Backlot or whatever, Harlow, <laughs> the, the, the town. Uh, and they only go into one building. I thought it was kind of like, wasn't that convenient that, you know. <laughs> We're not going into the other facades, <laughs> no. you know, just, no, just, the, just the orphanage, just the one. Um, and then I was thinking, what, and I, what are these Gen Zers? I think, um, yeah. Why, why are they so damn excited to get here? You know, um, <laughs> that's, that was what I wanted to ask you. Well, why were these, why were they so excited? Not only yeah, did they, they were excited to go to this abandoned town. Yeah. Which by the way, gentrification is not written all over that stuff. <laughs> gentrification is written on established towns that for upgrades, but like Correct, not abandoned yeah. towns. That's like yeah. a redo. But they go to this town and then there's this bus. And apparently the front of the bus is just a boring old bus, but you go to the back and it's like a party in the middle of nowhere. And yeah, I don't know. It was just so so weird. And air conditioned, I hope. And I I, I don't know. Um, so yeah, so I had a lot kind of issues with that. I didn't really hate the kids or, you know, the young people like, like some people no. did. Um, but I was like, oh, it's, 
it's kind of what you get, you know, when you sign up for these movies. Um, but then I was like, part, part is you, you're, you're rewriting a better movie when you see it. I'm like, oh, they were verging on, you know, like, was that Lila was in a school shooting? I'm like, oh, that's interesting. What if all these kids were survivors? You know, like, what if, you know. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, super traumatized kids already, you know, what, how, how would they react? Or would they just take videos? It's a good, it's a good point. I like I like the actress that plays Lila too. She was in Castle yeah. Rock. I forget her name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, the the thing that um, I liked about the movie was I did like the cinematography. I did like the backlot setting, even though it was you know they limited it to which buildings they went into. Um, and I, I felt like it was kind of funny on the bus scene. Uh, I won't get into specifics, but with the whole like millennial Gen Z thing with the cell phones, yeah. might have been over the top, but I thought it was kind of humorous. Uh, but the thing that I felt really hurt it, well, there were a few things, but the biggest thing was like the predictability and the cheese factor. I never expect like great acting from Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, but just like some of the stuff, you know, that they were doing, especially towards the end, uh, was just like out of control. Yeah. A lot of people should have died right away. And they were like, I'm still alive 10 minutes later to give you a final blow uh, to the head. There was, yeah, there were some either instant deaths and some people are like, well, I don't think you'd still be breathing and moving <laughs> at that point. But, um, and so, and we could talk about Sally Hardesty, the, the, or one of the original final girls, I guess, uh, in the, um, prob- probably the first or kind of one of the first. Um, so I think obviously, the actress who played her is, is is deceased, and so it would have meant more if it was actually her coming back. You know, there you don't have that right. Jamie Lee Curtis factor uh, of you know Jamie in a wig and like oh she's back, you know, and, and what she's going to do. Um, so there's a little bit of that, but it just kind of followed too much of the same beats. Like you know, I I had, I had trouble enough believing Laurie Strode was still that mad uh, forty years later. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, same thing that uh, she. Uh, uh, Sally Hardesty was kind of, you know, still angry, you know, to the point where she's getting was it like a pig in the barn, you know. Right, right. Still you know, furious. With, yeah, still and still, you know, 1974 hygiene issues. You know, like no, no worry. Just put your wash your, <laughs> dump your hands in, into the bu- bucket of water and then go right Just to the phone. It. It, it's fine. Yeah. Um, and uh, that and then and then it's supposed to be a love letter kind of to fans because I, I don't like when people say, "Hey, it's 2022. What do you expect?" I'm like, well. They made this as a sequel to the original, so they they are kind of saying, "Hey, it is a love letter to the original." But then there'd be like yeah. stuff like, you know, the Polaroid. Like one, it's in pristine condition. Two, I don't think she would have that Polaroid. I think the Edwin Neal character either kept it or burned it, or I can't remember whatever. Um, I would think so. Yeah, and otherwise, uh, look amazingly, almost fifty years later, that Polaroid hasn't faded at all either. You know, it's just fine. <laughs> And what is the what is the age of Leatherface? If it's fifty years later, I mean, he was like a grown man in the seventy four one. Probably so. It's he's probably seventy some, you know. And it's not quite fifty years, uh, even though Sally says that it's probably been forty six, yeah. forty seven or something like that. But you know, she she's rounding up apparently. And the part I'm like, I'm like, I don't think this is Sally Hardesty. I'm like, I don't think this is Leatherface. I think these are just <laughs> yeah. What is this? They're two people just pretending to be other people. Uh, and, 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 yeah, and yeah. to your point of. Uh, you know, the Laurie Strode factor where 
it's a little bit, it's worse in this case, I think, because Lori Strode, okay, I don't believe that she was angry all that time to that point where she's waiting. Yeah. But if she were, she couldn't really get to Michael Myers in an insane asylum. Yeah. Where Leatherface was kind of always hanging out Harlow this whole time. If she really wanted to get him, she could have rolled in there anytime and like looked around. He was literally living in the same building for like 50 years. He's a ranger, apparently, and uh, seems to be within a couple hours of her house. <laughs> Right. Like, is it, you know, did she have to so, wait for to hear it on the radio? That's well, and then apparently everybody knows because somebody called her. Is like, uh, I mean, what do you say? Hey, some girls on the radio saying that she just saw somebody wearing a face. You know, like, like that's it. That's him. That's, that's the him. one. <laughs> We're being dispatched right away. And my final the, question is the movie theater, the sagebrush that's in the film. Uh, first of all, was there a significance to that name that I'm missing? They kept showing sagebrush. And I felt I like I missed know. something. I don't know. I haven't I haven't delved in to see if this was an actual existing backlot somewhere in Bulgaria or if they built it. But okay. it, it, all, all I could picture at any one time is like, I just know the entire crew and, and craft services is right on the other side. Okay. Immediately, the right between that wall. Uh, but my question was the, the big like sinkhole in the movie theater filled with water. Like, what is oh. that? How deep is that? <laughs> I'm missing something. I know I am, but like, what I is that? That was, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was kind of, they, they have a little nods to the other Texas Chainsaw. So I thought that was kind of maybe a nod to Leatherface Texas Chainsaw 3 because they have some water scenes, you know? Yeah. And I get what the doctor was trying to do. We've seen it like a hundred times before. We're both going to the water and it's like deadly silent. I'm like, oh, I wonder what, you know, like they can't Coming afford out. to, yeah. And then they come out or whatever. And I'm like, and I was like playing, please, please, because she's crawling out. I'm like, please don't have them leap up and, grab her and pull and they did like i was like Argh. me too yeah i was like they're not gonna do that and every sort of shit they did can you subvert a few expectations maybe but and, that and i would also 13. like to talk yeah you know i'd also like to talk about the chainsaw which in the beginning montage it shows up as uh evidence you know they have a tag on it you know yeah, in the right. little whatever scene but then he also put it in a wall for safekeeping as well yeah. uh, and boarded the wall up yeah you know where he had to break it down yeah they didn't show him putting gasoline in it or oiling it or you know <laughs> yeah. yeah it just happens to work no problem yeah and it dies at the end and then it comes back when he turns it so yeah. it's a pretty hefty duty it's yeah machine and the so. confederate flag out front <laughs> which okay here's my problem with that Mm-mm. obviously i have a major problem with confederate flags regardless but it would never be in a building in Texas. One is it was never a flag of Texas. Texas was its own country for a long time. Uh, and two, uh, they wouldn't put it on a public building uh, for that reason. You know, it would be somebody's. She said her granddaddy it was her granddaddy's flag. Yeah. So I, when if it was her granddaddy's flag, let's just say give it generously that she's 80. He's 80. We're, you're talking post Civil War 1910 era. Yeah. You just they weren't fashionable then unless it was a government. It wasn't like yeah. today where racist flag them as a banner. It would, it's just so out of place. I yeah. know that's such a nerdy detail to harp on, but they would like, come on. They would have put a Texas flag because that's what Texans, you know, they believe Texan oh, yeah. is kind of above the United States and this is kind of uh, what they would do. Um, but yeah, there wasn't a Texas flag to be seen. <laughs> no, no, it was just, it was I, and it's where I go back. Like, I don't think they were in Texas. I think, I think Bulgaria. these kids thought they were in Texas, but they were in Nevada or, you know, something. I do like the scene, though, where he's on the bus and the they're live streaming and the 
the comments like this looks so fake. I know. How do I get there? <laughs> I'm like, come on. It was like so cheesy, but I'm. I, it was like yeah, so but, funny to me. Yeah. Um. But, but um. Maybe so, want to watch the original. Yeah. Yeah. So and I so I did actually I watched Texas Chainsaw 3D to get the taste of this one out of my mouth. Believe it or not, I you have to cleanse the palate. Yeah. So and actually I watched a little bit of Texas Chainsaw th- uh, 3 as well just to. Say hey, did I was I missing something? You know, but yeah, like what happened? Yeah. Now for listeners, I was curious because I'm like, how many lines does Sally Hardesty have in this movie compared to how much did Laurie Strode have in Halloween Two? So, and I did an official count, and I did a yes. recount of Halloween Two as well, just to make sure. So, so how, Sally Hardesty and the new Texas Chainsaw one hundred. Well, actually, I didn't do lines; I did words because otherwise, Laurie Strode had to like help help like if i count each one as a line i'm like that doesn't count so i was doing words. good call yeah so sally hardesty 117 words (laughs) i hope that actress was paid well well uh jamie lee curtis in halloween 2 the 1981 110 words just seven less words that's amazing thanks for doing that too because it you don't think about that stuff until you watch it and you're like wow they really have no lines at all no. And when, when you said that, when you, you messaged me that count, I was still watching the movie and Sally Hardesty, spoiler alert, was already hit with the chainsaw. And I saw she still had like three more lines. And I'm like, this can't be right. She was just like ripped in half. And then, no, she's still alive. And I'm like, no. oh, no. You can't keep running <laughs> yeah. or else we'll haunt you forever. And I'm just yeah. like, I thought she was dead. No. Well, let's just wait for Texas Chainsaw Kills. And they're at the Hollow Memorial Hospital <laughs> where she's... Put on a tr- put on a Tesla, and shows up there. <laughs> Tesla. Oh, I did like the set though, even though it was like a background. I thought it was kind of cool that they went. I shouldn't say the set so much as the idea of going to an abandoned town. You know, yeah. like I kind of like that whole scenario. Yeah. No, that would have worked, but it, then I was like, oh, maybe. I, this is where you start making up a better movie in your mind. We're like, maybe they went back to the original house, and these are all true crimers you know take advantage of that saying hey yeah. we would turn this into a bed and breakfast that would have been better close to the truth you know yeah. awakened you know the soul <laughs> and then you'd be really mad that sally would be like wait a second i didn't ever think of going back to the original house <laughs> he's right there yeah i think it would have better if they did like a bed and breakfast kind of thing not this whole yeah. like we're bringing in investors you know yeah. <laughs> to look at this it's like that's not how it does usually with investors yeah. you show a mock-up of like what it could look like yeah. and talk to companies, not like a bus full of teens. Like I have yeah. no idea what that was about. I don't know. So, and apparently but, the original house is in walking distance because he's walking oh, there po- post credits. Yeah. So, right, right. And anyway. he's uh one thing I'll just last thing I'll say is the one thing I always do praise Texas Chainsaw Massacre over Friday the 13th and Halloween. Not, not that I like it better. It's a better <laughs> film, but, but I do like that Leatherface. There's very few, cues of when he's coming he kind of just runs out of nowhere like yeah. full sprint and that's very menacing and that's why i love the original when i first saw that at age 15 i was like wow like what is this yeah you know so i i will say i do hold a special place in my heart but this movie sucked it did <laughs> anyway so moving on you're listening to the podcast of <sighs> such Cheddar saturdays robert patterson excellent show today and we're going to kick off continuing our television kind of uh, segments is one called fall from greatness. (laughs) These are, we're looking at you, stranger things. 
were, uh, Fall from Greatness. These are shows that started out great and ended or are ending disaster disastrously. Yeah. And it's sometimes, you know, we, we, sometimes you get a lot of great freshman shows and you have that sophomore slump. You're like, oh, they had one good idea or they're like, maybe we should have left it at one season and just imagine how great future seasons, you know, would be. Like Stranger Things. Yeah. Well, let's, we can just start with Stranger Things where, you know, let, oh, yeah. it, um, it was, was, I was going to say it was kind of um, a surprise hit because it's pretty intentional, the marketing, whatever, but the marketing matched expectations. And you're like, wow, this is a fun series. It, it had, or should I say, stuff for the young ones, but also, you know, people my age was kind of callback to like, yeah, I remember that. You know, it's not quite, you know, Goonies kids running around on their bikes, but there were some, a lot of similarities. Um, uh, and it was kind of, yeah, I kind of liked it. And then season two, you're like, uh, all right, I guess I don't, what, what's the little thingy? The, the yeah. kid hat, yeah, it was like, the, the uh, little like toad thing. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I guess that's the best they could do, you know. And then three, I can barely remember. It was like, whew, like <laughs> it was very uh, pop culture, like mall thing. Yeah, they did show material, play Material Girl in three, though. So by oh, did they? default, okay. it's the best. Season. Okay, well there we go. So and then four, which is this going to be the final chapter? I don't know. Hopefully, but I think so because they just released this weekend the date, and there's a volume one in May and volume two in July, oh. and the tagline is all endings must have a beginning. So I'm hoping this is the final run. Those kids are only going to be like 30 next year. Yeah. They're already in in that awkward. uh... (laughs) I agree with you hundred percent though. When stranger, I think stranger things should have kept it to one series um, or one season. When the first one came out, they had the John Carpenter esque music going on. They had the Stephen King font. They did all of like, it was like a love letter to Stephen King fans and, Steven Spielberg fans of the 80s. I thought it was a perfect season. And then like layer by layer, they just kept adding on with subsequent seasons. Yeah. And I think season two is probably the weakest link. Um, season three, I liked better than two, as weird as that sounds. Um, but yeah, I just, they're really like treading on dangerous territory. Yeah. It's hard to say because if they only did one season, we'd be clamoring like, why didn't they do more? It was so good. Right. Um, but We'll see what happens with yeah. that. But and you know, agreed. and this this will be Ed, and then ten years we're going to have a new series called Stranger Things, <laughs> or strange, the awkward things, awkward, yeah, stranger or things. The, the montage, though, when they're at the mall in season three and they play Material Girls, one of my favorite scenes in the whole series because it's like capturing on eighties Americana, yeah, um, with like the Gap and like all these like stores that were huge in the 80s and uh it's kind of cool but um that's kind of the only good part of the, the only <laughs> yeah it's you know what it is it's like there's too many uh, characters you don't care about coming in yeah. and it's just like it kind of really got washed up but i don't know we'll see what happens with the yeah. next one well we'll still watch it just to, you know but of course yeah um next up we have uh american horror story uh I have nothing to say about this except it was a great show, so many good seasons, and it just went downhill to just something awful and terrible. That's yeah. it. It's just bad. And you do, I did rewatch pieces of the original season one with Murder House, really? I think they kind of retcon titled. Um, and it was like, 
it wasn't that fantastic, but you had some, you know, you had Jessica Lang back for the first time, you know, in, in probably years and, and she was good or whatever. It, it, it was kind of a cre- cre- little bit creaky. I think they got, got their rhythm in season two and three. And they're like, Oh, this, we can take our ensemble casts and put them here and put them there and kind of different stories. And it was, it was kind of good. Was that Asylum and Coven? I think were two and three. Yeah. And then it started getting, you know, like, uh, we, we know this formula, you know, right. <laughs> what, what are you going to, and a lot of people I know did not like Freak Show. I thought it was, I thought it was fine. And then I was um, okay with it. Yeah. I was okay with Cult too. A lot of people didn't like that because yeah. political <laughs> cult, cult, but I thought it was good. It, the, thing, the thing with, I'm sorry, go ahead. There's pieces that were good. And obviously, I, I like Cult because obviously there was a lot of uh, a big nod to the original Halloween with the location. But right. Yeah. No, that's very true. And the thing with uh, American Horror Story I really liked is they kept to the same formula. You know, it was always like, one cool, interesting, scary central plot. And then we're going to throw in this whole other layer. Like in 1984, it's like, oh, Richard Ramirez is a ghost and we're bringing him into the camp. And it's like, nah, it was cool with just like a, a killer yeah. in a camp. Like we've seen that formula in like a hundred movies, like yeah. kind of play it off. And I don't know. I didn't, I felt like they didn't need to do that every single season. Yeah. But why not? And, then, and I think probably that f- na- really big nails in the coffin were the American horror stories. It was like, yeah, these, these- these are the leftovers that couldn't even, they can barely make a 40 minute episode. Right. <laughs> yeah. 40. Ryan's cleaning out his drawers. That's what it was. I need yeah. to get this out. Uh, just put it out there. Um, next up we have, uh, I put down entourage for one of mine. Uh, I thought, I know you, I know you don't like entourage and uh, I, I know why I'm not. I agree with you that there's a lot of things you can dislike about Entourage, but I felt like seasons one through three were fresh, new, they were exciting. It was kind of like watching a TMZ in real life or uh, in film. It was kind of cool, but um, it it just got too ridiculous uh, after that. I mean, Vince, not Adrian Grenier, but Vince himself was like a very bad actor when they showed him on film in the show. He just wasn't good. And he really only did like, two movies the entire thing the rest were like flops and uh you know ari gold was really the character of the show but after season three it just wow that that just went downhill quick i kind of watched it but i i watched it begrudgingly i was like oh i don't like i don't like any of the characters you know and i think that was my issue and i'd be like why am i watching this i don't i don't like this how did turtle become a vodka empire oh, gosh but, you yeah know. like dr- drama became like this tv star again turtle was like a mogul but yeah. they're all living in the same place still. Like still, that is that. Like now that together. could be an LA thing where like people still. No matter how much you make, you can't afford to live by yourself. <laughs> Worth a billion dollars, but I'm, I'm uh, looking for a roommate. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I put down trash. What do you have for you, Seth? Um, I put down Dexter. So yes. um, I was obviously I think the first one, one through four seasons were kind of the best. I four was kind of the apex. Uh, you know, with John Lithgow, that I thought you know this was as good as it got, and then. I felt like they kept trying to ring that formula and trying to bring some twists into it. And I was just like, it got to be too much. And by the time you got the the finale, it was just like, they were f- so far from reality. And I was just like, it d- d- didn't matter anymore. So it didn't. No, I agree with you hundred percent. I, I love that show too, for a while. And I look forward to watching it. And then slowly but surely it just started going downhill and it's just, you don't have to cram too much in there. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Like, and they probably should have put them somewhere else at some point, you know, like uh, kind of like Nip Tuck finally realized I'm like, let's move them to at least a different town. So it's not, <laughs> it's 
So whatever. And, you know, and Dexter New Blood kind of did that, you know, for for better, yeah. for worse, you know, but. Good point. Uh, Dexter's a good one. Yeah. I put, this is a weird entry, but I put Family Matters for mine, the 90s sitcom, for one reason alone. Started off okay. as a funny, I guess at the time, funny blue collar kind of Cosby show it was trying to be. Uh, and then it ended with Steve Urkel, who became the star after like season one, creating clone machines and time machines. And they were, I've never seen a show jump the shark so much where it was like quantum leap in the last season. It was literally him like cloning himself and becoming a race car. And like, it was, it was ridiculous. So I think that might be the biggest show that fell like ever. It's insane. All right. I've never seen an episode, so I will take really? your word on it. Yeah, yeah. I would you say it was a nineties one? So yeah, yeah. yeah like I was like probably, late eighties, early nineties. It was not on my not on my no. radar there. So no, definitely not. <laughs> so that's a weird one. But uh, you have you have Sherlock for yours? I do because you know I really like season season one was or series one is the they call batch, it. that one. Yeah, yeah. Season, yeah okay. Series one and two, I thought were really good. They got to three and it got to be a little too. I mean, it was like when uh, Sherlock was marching with the guard, and I'm like, what the f- is this? Going? I haven't you know, seen it. Uh, I was just like, oh. yeah, I was just like sneaking into play. I was like, no, this isn't right. And then there was kind of like, there's some impossible situations. And then later they kind of like, well, here's how we do. I'm like, well, oh, really? There's some, I don't know about the physics of that, but you know, like. <laughs> Yeah. So it just kind of kind of it just it, you know it's it's bad when it kind of ruins the original seasons for you. So I was like, eh. yeah, that's funny. Marching yeah. with the guard. I don't I want to watch it for that reason alone. It was what just was one of doing? those. Yeah, I can't remember what he was trying to sneak into and stuff like that. I mean, he, so he put on a one of the big black things. I was like, no, no. Really? Yeah. Like the, like the British Royal Guard with the Yeah, and it, it wasn't actually but it was like something sim- something similar and I just remember he put it on. Oh. It was like it was like uh like no that's so bad yeah no 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 okay yeah uh we both agree and we put down westworld mm. there uh, uh i have nothing to add but what a fantastic first season lightning in a bottle adaptation of the michael Crichton's film and a uh, book and film and then it turned into like csi in the future it just ah. i tried to yeah. start watching it again too robert season three and i i, I stopped Season three was that, and then and I did go to. Uh, I was luckily able to make it to the Paramount Ranch before it burned down, um, and before I think I think it was before I knew it was in Westworld. Um, I think they had they had shot like a couple. There was kind of almost a two year delay between when they shot and when it was actually, um, uh, shown and stuff like that. So you're talking I had about been, season three, uh, season one. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, way, way back. So, um, so I remember they had talked about it. So, and they shot all over the United States, like here and there at uh, in Utah and stuff like for the big scenes. But the Western town they used cues from the stand, no doubt. Oh, of course they know what they were doing. So, what's happening? Um, but yeah, so this was the uh, they shot a lot uh, at the Melody Ranch, uh, which I've been to. But these are pictures of the Paramount Ranch at the time which the church is the only thing left standing everything else is gone oh wow yeah um i think this railroad thing might be the there as well i can't remember when i last time i visited but everything this else is, got, this is paramount ranch yeah okay yeah. so 
Um, nice but yes, yeah, Robert. Thank you. So most of these were accidental. Sh- I, none of these were lined up because I had visited and then. That's um, enough, though. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of tried to find the best I could for some some matching shots. So. I like but, that. Uh, yeah. So sadly, it is all gone, but I know they're going to rebuild it. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to rebuild it exactly, um, but it had quite a bit of history. It's kind of sad to see it go. And this church right here is where they filmed uh, like a million things, right? Um, yeah. So the church is relatively new, I think, if I remember. Um, but they, they have shot other stuff there. Not sure why the steeples added either digitally hmm. later or or what. But I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking yeah. of the church they shot November Rain at where Slash comes out oh, of the building. That's in uh, Melody Ranch. So, Melody Ranch. I got yeah, you. So not too. I've not done. I'll, I'll have to do that for you since I've been to that church as well. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. So. Cold November rain. <laughs> <laughs> I think that church has been like in 16 music videos or something. So. Isn't it so, a Madonna video? Uh, no, no. Oh, okay. No, yeah. So uh, Vasquez Rocks, Universal Studios, of course. Of course. Yeah. Nice shots here. Um, it's really the, cool. Uh, Angelus Abbey Memorial Park, which I was there to shoot uh, Phantasm 3 locations. And I just happened oh, nice. to come upon this area where they had, I think it was kind of the orgy scene at the time. Yeah, because oh, I nice pixelated it out. Yeah. Like, like, a gentleman. Oh, I couldn't show any of these those shots that I, I oh, wanted to. Good so, call. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So great, great uh, happy, entry on your site. Happy that I got there. And I think if you go down a little bit further, I'm not sure. I probably went overboard on here. There's another location um, at the museum. Oh, I didn't put it up there yet. So anyway, I apologize. But oh, this is the, cool uh, though. These are great yeah. shots. You were yeah. you were inside too. Uh, no, these are through the window, so I tried yeah. to get inside, but I faked yeah. I faked it looking like I was inside. It does look like it, yeah. So that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, it's a great great entry on your on your website too. Thanks. But yeah, Westworld. Uh, yeah, we I think we both agree that it's the hell is going on with that show. Like, come and on. <laughs> when I was at Melody Ranch last year, I could not. Uh, they wouldn't even let me near Western Street because they were getting ready to get that and you could even have a you couldn't have a camera or phone out that's how paranoid they were um about what you could possibly you know what i was seeing and stuff like that i'm like like one i was like shocked i'm like they're making another one you know like (laughs) is this possible that's the big crime yeah and i didn't realize how much um melody ranch has a couple actually stages in there and they uh you you looked in i could see the stages for the um what do you call the i don't call i call it the basement of westworld but you know all the glass yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, that's all shot at, at Melody Ranch as well. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Where's it shot on the ranch? Um, it's in there's they actually have stages on the ranch. So okay. it's a sound um, stage. They, they, yeah, yep. Yeah. So and they have other stuff. What was the sh- was it was it uh they didn't call it Shogun World or something like that. I can't remember. Remember they started showing other yeah. worlds and stuff like that. So uh they had some of those sets there as, as well. Yeah, with the shoguns, the yeah. samurais and stuff yeah. like that. Samurai world, is that what it's called? I can't remember. I, I don't remember, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a good point. Um, yeah. Westworld, uh, we both agree for our next one is The Walking Dead. Uh, Where's Carl? I, I'm going to change my mind when I said Family Matters was the show that got bad the worst. It's The Walking Dead. Season one, episode one, like right out of the gate. Just so powerful. Such a great show. That show just killed it. It was just so great. And then it just boiled down to 
where's Carl in the woods, you know, for like yeah. five seasons. And it, it just, they drug out. Ugh. Basically the, the peak for me was when they were trapped in the train car. I think it might've been season four or five. Yeah. And it was basically the writer's way of saying, we don't know where we're going. So we're just going to throw them in a train car, figure <laughs> something out and we'll come back in October. And I was like, this is terrible. Like this is so, yeah, I just think that show just went to shit. It did. It's, it was like right after season one, I felt like too. Like they had yeah. good things going. And then it was just like, then you kind of realize like, oh, they didn't want to spend the money. You're like, oh, we're going to go to one location per season. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that's not, that's not what we signed up for. You know, we signed up to see empty cities. And thank and I, you. I, yeah. I've been saying that for years, like since the middle of the series, I remember saying, to a few people, they probably weren't listening to me and they thought I was being annoying, but I was like, you know, the season one worked simple locations. The show is, has a tight budget. They're trying to see if it works. And after a while, don't you want to see them in like New York or Philadelphia or, yeah. you know, some, it's just the woods and these like sets, like, come on, That's show the like, apocalypse. It's like the stand, we got all roads lead back to the stand. Right. You know, I'll go back to the stand. They did it right. <sighs> but and is it still Actually, going? I think it's still going. <laughs> it's the last season right now. Yeah. I think it's coming back uh, gotcha. in a few weeks. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, all right. But yeah. But, so Walking Dead, we agree on. Um, yeah. What do you you have heroes for yours, Robert? I do. Um, and probably that was a huge thing at the time. I don't think people even remember heroes. Do you remember that? Heroes of- being huge with the yeah. French chick that was on it. I'm not sure who by Hayden Panettiere. Yeah, yep, from Scream Four. Yeah, that that yeah. show. That's all you heard about at the time. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I never like watched it, but uh, I, I remember it being huge. Season one was was good, and and I'm not a huge comic book person, but my my friends were, and I've kind of like how they kind of melded the both. It was a little bit of um, uh, not glass, but um, Unbreakable and stuff like that. Or like you know, what if we have real life, you know heroes you know super people amongst us and stuff like that and then it quickly just kind of like season two they ran out of ideas they're like oh we don't know what to do really yeah no but at the time season it was one fun. was great yeah it was fun yeah i think the ratings were like pretty big on that too right oh yeah yeah they were yeah. just they were pushing it it was a big thing yeah uh i have roseanne for <laughs> another sitcom but again family matters thing it's star- what's that I, I get it. I get the Roseanne thing, even though Off I usually strong. don't. She was a comedian. They they tackled issues that nobody else was touching back in the 90s. So I yeah. give her credit for that. But then they ran out of ideas and they won the lottery and they were start acting ridiculous. And they did like Gilligan's Island episodes where they she, it was a dream where she was pretending she was Marianne. And and then the last episode, they said, oh, it was all a dream you know, the last two seasons, which was the writer's way of trying to make up for the debacle. But, you know, it just, it got really, really weird, I yeah. guess is the word. As did she. So As did she. <laughs> Strange. And I go back to, you know, like, American Television was pushing to have 22 episode seasons. And you do that many, you have to have fillers. You know, you can't keep it up. Right. Yeah. That, you, yeah. you can't keep that up. And a quick story, my wife way back when, like right out of high school, worked on the show Roseanne. And uh, basically when a, she told me when a sitcom would end, it would take weeks to take the set down and get everything out. They got everything out of Roseanne that day because they, she was just so difficult to work with. 
people just wanted her gone. So when the show ended the last episode, they struck that entire set and everything that day into the night just to get it the fuck out of there. I was like, wow, talk about burning bridges. You know? Yeah. I mean, she apparently I wasn't there. Yeah. He was really difficult on set to work with. Uh, well, who knows? But the I show, understand. Yeah. The show was a landmark show for doing some of the things they did. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She just she just blew it. Um, but that was mine. You have. Uh, oh, I also have Saved by the Bell. I guess 90s really don't age well. Um, Saved by the Bell was another one. It was kind of funny. It was like, was it? I never yeah. watched it, so I don't know. Yeah, it was OK, but it was yeah. kind of funny. But then it just turned into just ridiculousness going forward with uh, screen. They're like they're they were 30, but like now they're working at the school just to keep the show going and stuff yeah. like it was. It was bizarre. Mark Park. Yeah. Uh, not more professor. Uh, Mario Lopez does not age though. Uh, you look at pictures of him in '92 and 2022. It's the same man. It's, yeah, I've I've met wow. him. Um, yeah, I think I was. I, I it's it's like a, it's it's one of those things. It's, it's a good picture oh, yeah. of him, but not a good picture of me. Uh, <laughs> Just saw your message too. I apologize. I'm going to uh, share this Walking Dead. I'm going to retcon the episode and share. No this. problem. So it, it's just kind of a I don't. Oop, this pulls up a whole thing. So. Um, we got to see this picture of you and Mario Lopez because Robert doesn't age either. That's the thing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so we're looking at the Walking Dead location. So this was like in walking distance from my hotel in Atlanta when I was there for Madonna, of course. So oh, nice. So and they did some they actually it was pretty good. They did good CGI to kind of uh, make yeah. this work and kind of do your best to make Atlanta look as empty as possible. So. Good shots on this one. Well, you're here for Madonna. Which tour? Uh, 2012, the MDNA tour. So this was this was the same weekend as Jamie Lee Curtis uh, was having her one and only convention, and I had to make a choice between Madonna and Jamie Lee. You picked I, right. This was it was a difficult, difficult, and I eventually met Jamie uh, a couple of years later, but uh, it was it was difficult. <laughs> it was a Sophie's choice. Uh, a, it me. was. It was a Sophie. That is a difficult choice. <laughs> it was. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And it actually worked out because because I went to the Madonna Atlanta tour. It more or less beget that uh, I got to go to the premiere of MDNA and talk to Madonna uh, the, the following year. So it worked out the way it's supposed to. That's cool. That is cool that it worked out. Yeah. And so. uh, you have uh, you sent the picture of uh, Mario Lopez. Yeah, I sent a link, but it. It looks like a huge link, so I don't know if you can click on it and I'll pull up a picture or not. Oh, it gave me a content not available. That's quite okay. a link. It is, so I'd, I'll send it to you offline. Okay. So it's not a good picture. But, but that's cool that you met him. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, what do you have for you? Another one of yours, sir? Uh, let me jump back here. <laughs> oh, gosh. I have Grey's Anatomy. And yes. so I will be the first to admit, I watched season one of Grey's Anatomy. I liked it. It was, you know, we, we have McDreamy, you know, it was Catherine right. Heigl, you know, it was original cast or whatever. They are all over what, the place. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is kind of decent, you know, and there's always kind of something. Um, and then I think, I think it was pretty soon, like season two, you're like, oh, they're just, and it just kind of really gets starting dragged through the mud. And they're on season 19 or 20 now. Um, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is crazy. I, I didn't watch it the whole way through. I did watch the first few seasons because it was kind of like a new ER with a mm-hmm. twist and I thought that was kind of cool and it was really good writing uh, yeah. first I, I thought it was an excellent show but um, I can't believe the show is still on 
I watched an, a new episode just to see. <laughs> I was like, what are they doing? And I did kind of feel like I'm feeling that uh, who plays Meredith Grey, Ellen Pompeo? I'm yeah. feeling she's probably a two day a weeker, you know, on the show. Oh, like, right. I'll give you two days and <laughs> I'll do three sets. And that's it. You know, <laughs> she, she had a spat recently with Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington directed an episode because his wife's a fan and he's mm-hmm. Denzel Washington. So he's like, I'm just going to go direct an episode. And she said something about, you know, he's not taking it seriously and difficult to work with and all this. She's really kind of on a, on a high horse in this interview. that I read. <laughs> and I'm like, you've been kind of doing the same show for 20 years. Denzel's like an Oscar winner. Like, yeah, maybe listen to him. He might like, can teach you a thing or two. Yeah. On one hand, she's smart, you know, like she probably should say, I wasn't going to make any movies. She, she's done a few movies here and there. Got old school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was, I think old school was pre Grey's Anatomy, if I remember. But, oh, um, maybe, yeah. But, um, but yeah, she's like, you know what? This is my thing. I'm sure she's getting paid a bunch of money and yeah. she'll never have to do anything again. But, no. Yeah. She, um, Grey's Anatomy, when you watch the new one, are they doing, are they touching like the COVID thing? I, I, they did not on whatever on the one episode I watched. There was nothing like that. So. I figured they would have to. Yeah, they, I'm sure they did do an episode about COVID. Yeah, like you'd have to. And actually, for this one, I'm going to do a slash another a TV series oh, <laughs> that okay. also is still on and also is in the hospital vein, and that is the resident. Oh yeah, never watched. So it, but. I happened to be it was a hotel. Like I was like, there was nothing on, and there was new new series called The Resident. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, there's, I'll watch this. I was hooked within the first three minutes. I was just like, oh, I love this show. And the season wow. one I thought was fantastic um, because they called him Dr. Uh, H.O.D. or something. I can't remember. Hands of Death or something like that. Uh, there oh, was really? a doctor in the hospital. Yeah, that he would just end up killing people and stuff like that. Um, uh, and he was just, he was an awful doctor. And so season one was like, had a great arc about that. And then season mm-hmm. two turned it, they, then they kind of turned it into Grey's Anatomy with you know, romantic affairs and whatever. And then uh, two-year-old cancer patients that are so cute, you know, like, like huh. right. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they, always, they always have to do that. The obligatory yeah. cancer yeah. patient and love affair. We found this old house and we want to spruce it up and have it for patients that can't afford special care. You know, like, huh. no, no. Always. Yeah. Always. So anyway, so I'll add the resident in there as well. And you have for your next one, Arrested Development, which I couldn't agree more. Seasons one through three, perfect. Some of the best TV ever. Yeah. Got in, got out. It's rewatchable still. Yes. Yeah. It holds up. Yeah. And then they, 10 years later, they did like a season four and you're like, it, not quite, but I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll deal with it. And it then, works with what they had. At the yeah. Time. And then season five was embarrassing. Like they split it so into bad. two. And then you could tell that there was actors that weren't working together, like Portia, uh, who's Ellen's wife? Portia De Rossi. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could see the, the back of some extra's head talking to Jessica Walter. And yeah, they were in the same room. Yeah. And when she'd be in front of a blue screen and whatever, <laughs> and like, why aren't these actors together? And, and they'd, have the, they'd have Jason Bateman driving, but it, they'd have this, uh, what do you call it, lens flare or whatever. So you couldn't see his his mouth or whatever. And so you could tell it was all over. Oh yeah. Yeah. Audio. And like, yeah. And I was just like, what, how bad was this? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what they're, yeah. You said scraping together. So it was just sad. I'm like, Oh, I, I don't, and, and the fans don't even acknowledge those, those seasons. 
Oh, and no, no, it's disregarded universally, yeah. which, I, which you can see why it's terrible. Yeah. But I do hold uh, still dear to my heart the first few seasons. I think they're yeah. great. I named my cat Maybe. There it is. Maybe yeah, I never so, put that yeah. together. Yeah, right. M A E B Y. Yep. Maybe. Little Mabes. Uh, and finally, Robert, what do you have this is a this is gonna be a, a controversial one. Is it? I don't know. Not <laughs> to me. Kidding. No, I'm kidding. No. Uh, so I put lost because uh, I know we we this was was this on your last week? I can't remember. Uh, I, I know we've talked about it before. We've talked about it. I'm not but I don't remember when. To me, Lost is one of those, yeah. You get the first season and like, yeah, I'm like and you'd be like trying to figure out, you know, different things and you'd have your decoders at home and like, oh, what's this mean? What's that? And then it got to the point of ludicrousness. And then it was just, and then it was sad when you're like, the writers are like, yeah, we just kind of were winging it. <laughs> right. There was too many writers writing too many different yeah. things. The only saving grace in season five was Michael Cudless. You see him as a cop again. And you're like, oh, it's like in Southland. He's an LA there we cop go. in this yeah. too. But yeah, I agree with you. I, I love Lost. I still think seasons one through three or something like the, the best writing but the whole like you know parallel universes thing which i understand lost was not lost on me um <laughs> so bad it, it did it it was like it was like just bad writing like come on guys yeah like, stick to the island stick to the dharma initiative do all kinds of weird cool stuff that you can do but showing like them on the mainland and the Side by side timeline, it just was like too much. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I do, I do, I do dip into Lost once in a while. I, I like just pick an isolated episode and rewatch it. Um, and it's still a good show, but yeah, they they really, they really got out of the the shallow end, you know, with that stuff later on. Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't revisited. I think I don't know if I will. But Michelle Rodriguez, her character, oof, yeah. Um. But yeah, so but I'm I'm gonna give a little plug to Tubi because I've been going down that rabbit hole and looking at awful movies and TV series that <laughs> Oh Tubi I've been existed. Up too. Yeah. yeah. Tubi's just like, like a, a godsend when there's nothing else on. You're like, okay, Black Mass is streaming on Tubi. Let's do this. Yeah, like let's see. And it's stuff some stuff I've never even heard of before. We talked offline about uh uh what was it? Uh Racket. Yeah, right. Wait, that, you were yeah. watching Racket, which I've never seen, but the, the cover art looks amazing. The cover art is much better than the movie. It was just like... <laughs> is it really? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. There's like the a movie. police car in it. and like, Yeah, of course, there's a big chase. And of course, I'm looking for locations and stuff like that because I, it's, I can't not look for locations even from yeah. the worst. So, yep, there's Mario Lopez. So cool. Um, but that was... Yeah, so those are television shows. I think that's a pretty strong list that uh, yeah. have gone downhill pretty quickly. Or are going downhill. Before we go, I'm going to uh, crowbar in a segment of Blind Man's Bluff, Robert. Oh, yes. If you're game for this. Yep. I always forget you're going to do this. So. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. I have this a random shows... number. What's that? I always, I, this I shows how, how much Diet Coke I drink. I'm like, I always forget you're going to do this. So Love, love that you drink Diet yeah. Coke. I really do. <laughs> uh, okay. So. This is, uh, listeners, this is how this works. Robert has an extensive catalog on his website. I have a random number generator here, letter number, so it could say P3, and, and that number will dictate where we go, and it would be the third entry under P category. You're not stupid. You know what, how it works. So this is going to be exciting, and this is completely random, and then Robert's going to explain his experience in the set. He has no idea what's, what it's going to be. It could be Racket. 
which would be weird because he doesn't have a section for that. So I'm thinking be, about it. No, I think nobody I think else is going to do the racket. No, <laughs> they will not. You, you have Monopoly. Okay, so the number is M9. So M9 will be the suspense is killing me. While you're oh, looking, I thought it was Memoirs of an Invisible Man, but it's Mildred oh. Pierce. Uh, but we could do both because I think Mildred Pierce is a, a one shot deal. So, okay, so and, then we'll do it, Memoirs, but let's do Mildred Pierce because we got to be honest. Gotcha. Tell us about this. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm a Joan Crawford fan. So, and Joan Crawford and I share the same birthday of March 23rd. So, um, so yeah, so when I was kind of going through, I think I was in the area and I thought, there's not too many uh, actual locations for Mildred Pierce. And so I just went to the house that she lives in uh, for most of the movie. So, Oh, cool. Where, yeah. where is this in West Hollywood? Uh, no, it's somewhere. And I can't try to think where it's at. I felt like it was closer to Glendale or somewhere like that. I'll have to okay. look it up, but yeah. All right. So Mildred Pierce, um, that's a cool entry. This is on your uh, blog, which is movie locations. No. Yep. Movie is. locations and more. Movie locations yep. and more. Yeah. And then, uh, since I mistakenly did Memoirs of Invisible Man, this is a can't look away from me, Robert. I know it. I know you talked about, and I actually, I guess I couldn't look away that bad because I'm like, you know, what? I'm a John Carpenter fan. You know, I have, I'll do my due diligence. And so, um, so this is shot mostly in uh, San Francisco, a little bit of LA. So this was the actual, that first shot was the, uh, the men's club. Um, and then we go to the infamous Greystone Mansion for the this, inside. This was his, uh, where his, place of employment yeah was it an employment or this was the men's club oh, or something i can't remember what it was. yeah or something like that so yeah um but yeah you can always recognize the yeah, floor all over the place so um this is shot down in inglewood california so actually i did this on my way to a madonna concert <laughs> at nice. the forum at the forum um why else would you go to inglewood uh <laughs> of course no offense to inglewood fan but yeah so this is kind of a random corner that they shot this scene so back to san francisco um which san francisco is, is hard it's tough to do locations you if you're yeah i can imagine dr- driving in san francisco is not that easy and trying to find parking and then if you're trying to walk between locations it's not that you know you, you've got to have some calves of steel shoes. yeah, yeah so that's a it lot was ridiculous so you did a great job. Thank you. So, um, but yeah, so a lot of San Francisco locations. Um, I've tried to like San Francisco as a city and it's just not really, it's not hidden. I mean, yeah, I just never, you know, I've been there many times, uh, not many times, but several times, but, uh, but yeah, it's just hard for me to, to lo- fall in love with it. Like other people do. Yeah. Yeah. I get, everybody's different. I, I, I love San Francisco, but I, I see the, it is it is a cluster there really to get it around. It is. It's not fun. So I think this is next to the park and the church. No, the church was, yeah, was in a, another location. So parks are always weird because you know there's kids and stuff, and here you are being the weirdo taking pictures. Special all over effects the place. were good during the time. I actually thought they were, yes, but some of the special effects actually do hold up, at least in my mind, for it's the, the rain team. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, at the train station, which I think is the next location, is down in uh, Santa Ana Boulevard. And oh, cool! Oh yeah, 
I did this on the way to another Madonna concert, yeah, of course. At the Forum? Uh, no, this is down, I was going down to San Diego. So this is kind of in between LA and San Diego. Nice. Uh, and I think they start Rain Man inside here as well, if I remember right. But I've not covered that film. Gotcha. Um, Man. Oh, I, I recognize this. This is the yeah. same. Yeah, this. Yeah, I recognize this from Rain Man, too. Yeah, I know they shot. I know people have gone there for that, but I went there for Memoirs. <laughs> <laughs> As you should. As you should. I like that you did this. Yeah. Memoirs so, of Invisible Man. Yeah. And sometimes San Francisco is hard to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's me and Daryl Hannah. Young me. Tw- what, 27 year old me? I love the, the, the mustache. Yeah. Well, I'm still, yeah, I'm still rocking that goatee. It just looks a little different on that. Oh, face, yeah. It is a goatee. Though. I can't yeah. see because it's like snowy. Yeah. So it's interesting. So this was like super snowy, Park City. This is Sundance 98. And um, my sister and I were walking up the street and it was like so snowy, you could barely see or whatever. And yeah. right when they walked by, um, you know, she kind of stood out because she had little ears and stuff like that. Uh, but right when she was talking and you're just like, you can't, I was like, Oh, that's Daryl Hannah's voice. That's I think that's Daryl Hannah. And then got it. We're like, should we go talk to her? And like, I don't know. So I we did end up kind of looping around, and she was nice enough to to take a picture. So that's so cool. Oh, here's there was, there, there was a lot of uh, 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 gossip because uh, JFK Jr. was also in town that weekend. Ooh, yeah, America's most eligible bachelor at the time. Yeah. That's cool. That's a great entry, though. I'm glad that we. Accidentally stumbled upon this. Yes. Memoirs of Invisible Man. Uh, but that's going to be our show tonight, Robert. Unless you had anything else. No, it's good. That was a great show. Uh, thank you for tuning in, listeners. And check out Robert's work, as always, at setjetter.com. We'll see you next time on The Set. Good night, everybody. No, no.